everybody to quid prog quo the music podcast where i introduce my friends and loved ones to progressive rock music and they can introduce me to any music that they want me to this week we have someone very special we have marin a long-term friend of mine she is getting me to listen to some broadway musicals or i guess it would be more toronto musicals but anyway that's besides the point i'm a huge musical theater nerd so this just got me very excited and i'm very happy that she got me to listen to that and i got her to listen to one of my all-time favorites. So strap back, get ready, have yourself a nice cup of beverage, and just enjoy the sounds. As always, I want to extend a huge thank you to Olivia Olinsky, who designed the show's graphic, as well as Explosive Ear Candy for the song All Together Now, which is the soundtrack to this podcast. So without further ado, let's dive in and find out what, what we've got in store for today. I hope you guys will enjoy. All right, well, I guess we can just dive into it. Hello, Marin. How's it going? Uh, oh, it's it's going. It's going. I'm very glad to sit down and chat with you about music and just have a conversation. Yay! Right. You it's supposed to be only listening. I know podcasts. <laughs> She was making a hand clapping motion. It was fun. Yes, those things. You can hear me. Yes, this we is can. what I was doing during the inauguration. Like, yes. Were you yeah. watching that today? Uh, I was watching a little bit of it. Uh, I had to drop my girlfriend off at work. So we got to the part of Lady Gaga singing the national anthem. And then we had to yeah. kind of leave before any of the good stuff happened. But uh, yeah. Yeah. And this is probably going up in about a month. So this will probably be old news by then. So. Uh, well, there we go. Okay. But, you know, it was still a good day. It was a very good day. Yes, it was. We yeah. have a female VP in the U.S. now. <laughs> yes, we can actually converse with our American friends again. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. So um, usually we give a little bit of an introduction of my guest. Um, so do you want to give yourself a little introduction, pump up the jam and get people excited to hear who you are? Oh, dear. Okay. Uh, my name is Marin. I work at a bookstore. Mm-hmm. And Michael randomly asked me, I guess it was New Year's we were talking. Yeah. And asked if I wanted to do the podcast. And I missed the message. I don't know if I went to sleep. Or <laughs> I mean, it was New and Year's. <laughs> I guess like a week ago, I saw it and went, I totally missed this. What are you talking about? Yeah. And now here we are. Yeah. So, yeah. We've known each other, what, for like five or six years? Whenever you were working with me at Corso. Yeah, so we knew each other through the a shoe store that we both worked at. It was my first job in Toronto. Yes. Um, that was my first job after I was traveling around the UK. So that was 2014? Yeah, because I started 2012. And I think it was a two years while I was working there before you started. Yes, and then I yeah. worked there for two years and then ran away to do my MA. Yeah. And uh, everybody was sad because we missed you. And then you came on back and we were happy again. Yes. Not, not to work, just back to the city. Yeah. I mean, as an individual who also has a master's, I feel that very hard of like going away, getting your master's coming back and like nothing's really changed. Yeah. I tried for a while to get something in the field. Uh, So 2017. 
Mm -hmm. Um, And I was volunteering at the ROM and then another small museum. Mm -hmm. Um, And that wasn't working. And then the pandemic hit. And as we all know, Mm -hmm. the arts museums got decimated. Yeah. So go support the arts. Yes, please. Yeah. Sorry? I said, yes, please support the arts. Yes, please support the arts. Um, and yeah, which is why I'm working in the bookstore, which I mm-hmm. love. Because mm-hmm. um, books are also arts. They are. If yeah. people are unaware, <laughs> <laughs> they are. Um, and it's why I still use a library. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They exist, people. <laughs> yes, please, please utilize your public libraries, especially now. Yes. Which you know. Because you were working in the library. Yes, I was. Yeah, I mean, I was working in the library just before the whole thing hit. Um, And then I got let go. Um, And I'm working retail. Yeah. But hopefully that's, you know, that's not a forever job. I will eventually hopefully get back into a library. Yeah, cross fingers once everything comes down yeah i mean libraries are still doing fantastic work in this pandemic with virtual programming and outreach and all that so they are quite literally an essential service in this time yeah i was so when they were doing like booking the toronto public library was doing like you have to book online and come Mm -hmm. pick it up at that time yeah they would i don't know what other yeah, most of them, the, most of them are doing like some kind of a curbside pickup where you can put a book on hold and then they'll contact you to come by and pick it up. Uh, and they give you like certain times in order to do that, um, which I'm really, really proud about our community of offering that service. But I'm also even more proud about some of the virtual programs that libraries are offering, uh, especially like some of the mental health programs that are completely free. Um to help people through this time. Cause I feel like when the entire lockdown started like March and April, there was all these independent places and organizations doing things like um, bands were releasing their concerts on YouTube for a week. Um, I think like the Met was offering free concerts and operas. Andrew Lloyd Webber set up like the show must go on. Yeah. So yeah, there was a whole bunch of concerts. There was all these things watching. right yeah. at the beginning, but now there's nothing. Like it's there's very little in terms of like the private sector doing anything outside of, you know, restaurants saying, Oh, if you come by, we'll give you like 15% off our chili dogs or I don't know, something like ridiculous. It's like the quarantine dog or something, you know, but nothing, nothing really in terms of like a, a private sector, they've kind of gone back into their modus operandi. Um, and so the library has come in and filled that void in terms of, you know, mental health webinars and seminars and uh, even just for like kids, a library that I was helping out with was doing like a, an among us game. Oh. Yeah. So it's just like these great programs for people to uh, utilize and access for free. Nice. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, we should probably switch gears and actually talk about the ohms that we've picked for one another. eh? Yeah. This is what we do. We go off on tangents. <laughs> we really do. Yeah. Um, work. Yeah. 
Now, do you want to tell me about the album that you picked or do you want me to tell you about the album that I picked? What do you usually do? Uh, kind of flip-flops, whoever kind of takes the first stab. Okay, um, I can go. Okay, yeah, for um, sure. I decided to go with the soundtrack. Oh, beautiful. Uh, yeah, since I decided to figure out which albums, because I think I remember telling you when we were um, talking on Messenger, mm-hmm. I rarely download or buy full albums lately. Mm-hmm. I am very picky. Mm-hmm. I, will, <laughs> I will listen to it on iTunes, the previews, and then I'll go to YouTube yeah. and be like, this is a full thing. Okay, this is actually good. Mm-hmm. And, and like check out the full thing before I choose to buy it. Right, right, right. It's so hard to actually buy full albums now, like as a CD. Yeah. It's a really problem. Yeah, I mean, outside of just the physical limitations of not being able to go to a store or whatnot, like even before all of this went down, I found CD sales were diminishing mainly just because of streaming services. Like everybody was going to Apple Music or Spotify or Amazon Music or whatever. Um, And people were only really buying a CD if they were like really passionate about the album. Mm -hmm. Yeah, unlike before where you kind of had to chance it. Or you could go to like a store and listen to the first couple of songs and then purchase the CD. Like HMV when that was still around. I loved HMV. Oh, so do I. RIP. Oh. I miss it. Yeah. Um, so we've got so a soundtrack, eh? We have a soundtrack. So this one, I, I guess I can give you the whole story. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom and dad had originally seen the play Come From Away. Okay, yeah. Yeah, you know this play? I know this play, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Have you seen it? I unfortunately never did, which is odd being in Toronto when this was at its peak. And like every, like it, it moved from what the Prince, was it Prince Albert or the Princess of Wales Theatre? That was its usual home to the Queen's. And yeah, was there for a couple of Hamilton was coming in. Yeah, and then they moved Who back. Hamilton didn't do so well. I, something was coming in. Yeah, yeah, so Hamilton was going to come, and they I think they only got like maybe a handful of shows before the actual pandemic hit. Yeah, and I think Hamilton wasn't selling as well either. Interesting. Yeah, because I knew that they first like handful of shows were completely sold out, and I wanted to go. Um, but then pandemic to Hamilton. yeah to Hamilton uh, and like come from away was always one because those of you that don't know I'm a huge musical theater nerd like massively huge yeah, then you'll, you'll like this hopefully yeah and so like every year I was seeing like two or three musicals while I was still living in Toronto it was it was a blast so is it is it come from away that I'm listening to or is this kind of like a yeah. tangent no this is not a tangent this, oh, is, this is a backstory so my mom and dad had seen it first and then my mom took me, I think it was for my birthday or Hanukkah to see it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then my sister came to town. Uh, I think for my, yeah, it must've been for my birthday because she came to town for my dad's birthday, mm-hmm. which was September and she's from Florida. Mm-hmm. So for her, September is cold. So I'm in like a leather jacket and she's all bundled up. But yep, yep. Um, yeah, so then she saw it, but it's, I mean, it's, it's for people who don't know what Come From Away is about, mm-hmm. it's basically the day of 9-11 in Gander, Newfoundland, when all the planes landed because airspace, mm-hmm. so, and all the planes had to come down. 
to the closest landing spot mm -hmm. um, because every every single plane had to come down yeah. because the towers went down. Yep, yep. Um, so it was basically that story. And unlike the other one that I was thinking about for you, which was Anastasia, Ooh. which was the last, just find that one in general, mm -hmm, <laughs> which mm -hmm. was the last play I saw actually before everything happened. I got a last minute ticket for that one. Oh. Really good, my friend's suggestion. Um, I'm glad I saw it. Uh, this good. one actually yeah. is basically all song. There's no real talking in between. So oh, so this one's like a sing-through? Pretty much. Wonderful. I love those. Yeah. Whereas like Anastasia is, there's talking and then a song break, which yeah. is part of the, of the musical. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, it, so it still carries this, the momentum through. Right. But it's harder to, if you're just coming at it without any background and you don't know the changes that were made for the musical, which yeah, Anastasia, there were changes made for the musical. Oh, interesting. Okay. Know what's going on. Mm -hmm, yeah, they mm -hmm. made, Anastasia, they made changes. Right. Which kind of makes sense. Like in order to fill out like the runtime between a movie and a musical is quite like, there's almost like an extra hour or two depending yeah, on what you do. Yeah, it wasn't a really long musical with Anastasia because it is aimed for kids, but like, there's no Rasputin with Anastasia. They hmm. changed to a Soviet commander. So oh, they changed the time period. Because she is a, she's what's supposed to be like 18 or something. Yeah. So the time period, like it worked. It really worked. But oh, that's good. With, yeah. Yeah, because I, I remember the original movie, like Rasputin and like his little bat were always my favorite part. So I don't, oh boy. Yeah. But I really yeah. want to see a musical without Rat. It's, it would be, I guess it would be kind of akin to like seeing Aladdin and then realizing that Jafar isn't on there. It's like, oh man, well, he was one of the best parts. But no, I guess- They adapted that one. They did, one. they did. I'm just saying like, it would be akin to. Yes, no, it would. But yeah. I, I think when they adapted it, they kept everything. Oh, that's good. That's For good. Aladdin. But I didn't see it. It was in London. Oh, jeez. Um, off on another tangent <laughs> off to another tangent that's right so I'm listening to Come From Away uh, and it's uh, pretty much a sing through which I love yeah you, you should be able to understand the story beautiful yeah because yeah. it's um, I always love sing throughs I know a lot of people don't because they're like nah just give me a play with a couple musical interludes but I'm like no 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 I want like a full on like start middle and end nothing but songs like keep that momentum going as a oh, yeah. progressive rock fan like that's what I love are you giving me a rock band? Uh, oh yeah, we can we can um, switch on over to mine. Yeah, because I was I was wavering back and forth a little bit about which album to give you, because I always want like a a good entry point. Uh, I don't want to just most of Taylor Swift's. I, I think you know this now. <laughs> I do know this. Yes. Um, uh, as much as I wanted to give you Taylor Swift, I wanted to keep it in the mode of like progressive rock and prog and that kind of stuff. Oh. Um, so originally I was going to give you a Jethro Tall album because I figured that would be like a nice kind of slide. I have no in. idea who that is. <laughs> uh, they were the ones that did like Bungle in the Jungle and um, Aqualung. Uh, those are kind of like their two big ones. Um, but as I was thinking about it, I was like, well, because the album I had in mind was Thick as a Brick, which is a full 40 minute track. Like it's just one song. And I didn't want to do that to you. I didn't want to throw you right into the deep end right off the get-go. Uh, that would have been a little mean. 
So I'm giving you like an hour something soundtrack and you're saying here's one 40 minute song. So, you know, length, time length. Thing. Yeah, time length. So what I what I decided to do was um, give you a little bit more of an obscure uh, artist and um, his most successful album to date. Okay. Um, this is one of my all time favorite albums. Like this is in my top five favorite albums of all time. So oh, God. <laughs> Feel, feel pretty privileged about like that. It. That's fine. Everybody has different tastes. Um, part of the reason why I chose this one is that it's a little bit more on the mellow side. It's a little bit more psychedelic and it's not, yeah. it's not super heavy. Um, I know that you really like soundtracks and I know you really like, like music scores and whatnot. And there are a number of movements and moments on this album that do feel more cinematic. Okay. So that's kind of why I decided to choose this one. Um, so the artist name is Fido, but uh, unfortunately, no, he had to be weird with it. (laughs) Think of the oddest spelling of this name that you could possibly have for all those syllables. Um, so the way that you spell it is P H I D E A U X. E A U. Sure. Yeah. So. I hadn't actually listened to how he pronounced his artist name. Um, and so for the longest time, because, you know, growing up in Canada and having French be that second language, I was always calling him Fado because yeah. the I-O-U-X is usually pronounced as an U. Yeah. So I was always calling him Fado. Uh, and no, then... I saw like a a small, very small concert where he introduced himself as Fido. And I'm like, that makes sense. Okay. That's how you do it. Um, So it's actually pronounced Fido. um, And the album that I'm giving you, it's got a little bit of a history. Uh, It's technically in some ways, it's his sixth studio album. It's his most well-known and highest rated album, I think out of the, um, the six. Uh, he went on to do three other albums after this. Okay. Um, and it is a follow-up to a concept album known as The Great Leap. So this album is the follow-up to The Great Leap known as Doomsday Afternoon. It's so called Doomsday? It's called Doomsday Afternoon okay. by Fido. Um, so this was the second installment in what he was proposing as a trilogy. The only thing was he never, at the beginning, as he was writing this, he never envisioned it as a trilogy. He was just calling it the second part of a trilogy until, uh, the idea continued to kind of poke at him. And he eventually, um, almost 10 years, well, 11 years afterwards, released the final installment of the, the great leap. That's a break. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. It, it, as a huge, huge fan, uh, cause this was released in 2007 and I heard it in 2007 and was blown away. Okay. Like, as I mentioned, still one of my top five albums of all time. Um, I was waiting for that third installment for a long time. Uh, it was killing me cause he put out another album two years later after doomsday, uh, called the number seven. And then another one, two years after that called Snow Torch. So I was really ready for the third installment of it. And he took, you know, almost over 10 years to finally put out the final installment of it. Um, 
least that you was have killer. in between to keep you covered. You True. Know, yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a little bit of that. There was a little bit of that break between 2011 and 2018 when in the final installment, Infernal, finally dropped. Um, but yeah, Doomsday Afternoon, still one of the great, great albums, uh, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, it's very, it's much more acoustic. It's not as aggressive, I feel, as a lot of progressive rock can be. Um, it's got a lot of very chill moments on it. Um, and yeah. Okay. Yeah, so uh, don't worry too much about the concept because I still don't understand most of it. Uh, I usually just get into the poetry of the lyrics and the uh, melodies that are going on in terms of the music. We'll see what I think. Yeah, so enjoy some Fido and I'll enjoy some Broadway. Okay. that Marin and I go into our own separate silos to listen to the the greatness the beauty that is each other's music just a few announcements on this part I hope everybody's having a great day I know it's a little bit on the snowy side up here in Canada but uh, hopefully everybody's doing well everybody's keeping safe everybody's doing whatever they need to do to really find their center Uh, no big endorsements or anything like that this time around But with all of these, I always like to thank my patrons, because really, they're the ones that are helping me out for this. Uh, And of course, I want to thank Mark Mantaforti for helping out, uh, you know, support me and also introducing me to a lot of really great music. I know he's a big fan of Fido. So I want to give a good shout out to Mark as well as to Brent Everett. Um, Brent has been a really great supporter of mine. He also has his own channel, A Similitude of Prague. So if you haven't already checked out his work, go and do so. He gives great insight into some great progressive rock albums. And if you want to be cool like Brett and Mark, head on over to my Patreon. Uh, it's Patreon slash Notes Reviews. Uh, you can donate even a dollar a month. goes a really long way. Uh, but we've got other tiers as well that will give you some really fun little givebacks, like uh, live streaming a full album or uh, getting me to review an album. Um, and you get your name shouted out on all my live streams as well as a shout out on this podcast. So go ahead and go over to Patreon slash Notes Reviews and have a look at it. Anyway, that's enough about me yammering on. Let's go back into the podcast proper, find out what Marin thought of Fido's, one of my favorite albums of Fido's, of Doomsday Afternoon, and what I thought of Come From Away, the Broadway musical smash hit. So let's dive back in. Cause I know the future's on our side. Huzzah! We're back. Welcome back. How how did it go? What did you think? Uh, I, I wrote notes. Look, notes. Oh, look at those notes. All right. Bring me through them. First of all, it took me 14 minutes when I happened to check in to realize, oh, this is when the second start song starts. Oh, yes. <laughs> I am not used to long songs. Yes. I am used to like three-minute songs. <laughs> 
So um, what was your experience with those longer tracks then? Uh, well, the nice thing with longer tracks, with which is what I like with music in general, is I can go off and do other things. Oh. So. So the yeah. thing you like about longer tracks is you don't have to pay attention to them? Well, I like that with all my music. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> because... Like you'll go back when you're like, oh, this is a lyric I like, and I'm gonna like listen in. And I see. Along. Right. But in general, you want to be able to have it on. I'm, I'm guessing you do this as well. You have it on in the background, and you do other things. And... For the most part, yeah. I mean, I I do genuinely enjoy sitting down and listening to music, like as the primary task, and then doing other things as just to keep myself kind of busy. Oh, see, I do it as the opposite too. Yeah. Like I do this a lot with podcasts now. Mm, yes. I would do it with, I was doing it with music before mm-hmm. so many podcasts, but going to work and cleaning my room, mm-hmm. I'll have a, a podcast on. It's a way to get through. Yeah. A teacher of so. mine said that music is one of the few things that we do um, as a secondary or third thing. So like nobody really sits down unless you're going to a concert to just listen to music. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not someone who goes to, I can't go to concerts. I actually can't because I have epilepsy and everybody that I can think of off the top of my head, Taylor Swift immediately comes to mind. Mm -hmm. Uh, Carrie Underwood, because I like country music. Yeah. Um, Kelsey Ballerini, who I was also thinking of to give you for an album of hers. They'll all because I I that's how I found out about Kelsey Ballerini was mm-hmm. uh, she was doing the CMAs a few years ago mm-hmm. and that was one of her songs really good right um, but hello to the flashing strobe lights thanks guys yeah yeah no anyone with epilepsy cannot go and I'm lucky is that it won't cause me to have a seizure but it will bug my brain out but a lot of people with epilepsy mm-hmm. it will cause a seizure. So yeah. you guys are a really big business, guys, but you're also losing out on who knows how much money because you're not epilepsy friendly. It's true. Yeah. Unless you're going to like a very acoustic, very friendly, like maybe even like a daytime concert venue. Yeah. Like it's very hard because like I've gone to countless, countless concerts and I can't think of too many that don't have some kind of crazy elaborate light show that is not epileptic friendly. Yeah, we went to one. You took me to one. Yes. Years ago. And I like the music was good. I liked it. I had to leave. But you had to leave. Yeah. And I felt so bad afterwards about no, it but all. It's not your fault. It's, just- it's not my fault. But like at the same time, like I, I still vividly remember when you were like, I don't think I can do this. I'll try one more song. And then the next song was nothing but strobe lights. You're like, okay. The only concert I can think of, there was a kind of a stripped down and they almost did this on purpose because uh, they spent all their money on the musicians to help t- them tour. So they didn't have enough money to actually do a light show. So everything was basically just the stage lights. And that was it. Uh, but that was one out of like 15, 16 years worth of concerts. And you go, oh God, you're used to going to like a few a year. You budget it too. Oh yeah. Like there was, there was a couple times where I had like three or four per month. Oh wow. Especially living in Toronto where it's so easy. 
you just yeah, right after good. work you just head over to the concert venue yeah because the music it's got in my head on the danforth yep um, yep yep and then yeah you've got the the danforth music hall uh yeah yeah you've yeah. got like massey hall you've mm-hmm. got the what's it called now it used to be the sony center or the hummingbird center like there's yeah. countless there's the phoenix there's the mod club there's sneaky d's there's so many yeah. it's ridiculous and then i moved yeah i know r.i.p but like i moved out of the city and there's nothing i wouldn't say nothing but th- it's like you've got the one place that's that and nobody comes up here so, but it just means I have to come back to the city a lot more often. When that's possible. <laughs> we can actually do that. That's right. Oh, yeah, it's boy. not like people are touring right now anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, no. A lot of people are doing like uh, at-home concerts. So, yes. which is good because that means you actually get to view them and enjoy them with everybody else. Yeah, it's nice to yeah. do it through YouTube or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So r- wrapping this back up to <laughs> bringing us back around. We do this. We do our tangent things. We do our tangent okay. things. That's right. Um, so what did you think about Fido's uh, Doomsday Afternoon? The longer songs are, uh, um, I guess, a more novel thing for you? Like this this isn't something that you're too used to? No, I, I don't think I have anything that's longer. Like three, four minutes seem to be mm-hmm. like the long longest yeah because this album opens up and closes with two pretty lengthy uh tracks yeah like i happen to like go back in and be like this is good oh wait you're switching to another song (laughs) and show the name of the next song but what i didn't because what i first was thinking was like the way they were going into each other was how it was dipping down and out with the melody because mm-hmm. I thought that was their just blending into the next song because I was switching over to Facebook and whatever yeah and just listening but no you're just you're just going into what I would call another movement basically exactly through, yeah which is a cool way to do it but for me I was like because I wasn't on the page looking mm-hmm. was, okay you're you're just going into this next thing next thing yeah I was just like oh because of how the music sounded, this is basically the first song, mm-hmm. which names I did not really write down until like the second half. <laughs> yeah, um, and it's it's interesting because this is like it's a concept album, right? So it's meant to be listened to as a single piece of music. Okay. So like each track blending into one another is like kind of the point in that sense. Well, that's good. Then I, they made sense then. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. Um, but it also. Did you watch Across the Universe? Oh, yes. Yeah. It reminded me of that. Hmm. It sounds psychedelic. Remember when they're on the acid trip? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. This is very psychedelic for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And and bits and pieces later on reminded me of the Beatles music as well. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. So I don't know if they're influenced by that at all. Very much so. Yeah. First time listening and I'm on it. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, most of progressive rock is influenced by the Beatles, uh, especially the later career, like pretty much anything from like Rubber Soul and Revolver, uh, Sgt. Pepper's for sure. And the White Album and um, Abbey Road. Like those are staple albums for the progressive rock community. Yeah. 
Okay, I was trying to think of specific songs, and I was just like, I can't from the Beatles that I was trying to like link it back to mm-hmm. their songs and I was just like I can't find one but this is definitely not so yesterday and like the number like the hits that you normally think of I jumped to Hey Jude yeah Hey Jude for sure and I'm also thinking of like Strawberry Fields is one of my favorites uh, yeah because yeah the, acid trip. <laughs> the very acid trip for sure very acid trip yeah yeah. Um, I think specifically for this one, the actual track of Across the Universe is very applicable in being very trippy, very somber, but then also having this really powerful hook. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. I could see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. What other, what other thoughts do you have about this album? Was there like a track that stood out, a movement that you particularly enjoyed? Oh, yeah. So in terms of like actual lyrics, because mm-hmm. like finally, like as again, it was like the second half, I actually started to be like, oh, I can actually hear lyrics. First of all, who's ever the female singer on there was much mm-hmm. better than the guy. He is, he's much better as a composer rather than a singer. Like I, I like his voice, but he's not like a class act. He does all the composing and she does, she's better. Yes, but yes. He he hires out and he knows the talent for his tracks. Yeah. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Um, at like the 24 mark, I wrote uh-huh. down time marks. Um, there was like no lyrics. I think it was all guitar, but it was good. Mm-hmm. That might have been because uh, there's two tracks on this album that... Uh, essentially uh, are mirrors towards one another. uh, And they're actually called the same thing. There's crumble. uh, And so in the beginning, it's- um, I made a note about that one later. Yeah. yeah, So you've got the first part of it, which is just instrumental and she's Mm -hmm. singing, but without lyrics. And then the second one, it's just kind of the piano and her actually singing lyrics on it. just begun yeah the crumble was it's short though it is both of those are maybe about two minutes yeah yeah but then his lyrics of uh, she began to question her conditioning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Lines of lyrics that was good. And then it went into, in, into I, I got the, the title, <laughs> Wasteland of Memories. Yes. Was a song after that. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. So that would have been Thank You for the Evil, uh, which okay. is the first track off of what is like the second side, because there's like a A and a B for this one. Okay. Um, and it's interesting because Thank You for the Evil is my least favorite track in terms of music because I feel it's very monotonous. It's very repetitive without really going anywhere. Like yeah, I wasn't really listening until like, again, when lyrics stick out at me, mm-hmm. then I tune in and like that lyric and the one about his subjugation, like those two yeah. stuck out. And then I started being like, oh, what what's the actual because so- I want to write the note. What's the actual song? And of mm-hmm. course, it was basically the end of the, that song. Yeah. So yeah. she began to. Cry. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that would have been. Let me just have a quick look, because uh, they have quite a number of female vocalists on here. Um, there's Linda Roten, Molly Roten, uh, and Ariel Fa- Farben Farber. Okay. I think it is. Because it was like background singers with him. Yes. Still stood out, mm-hmm. and then on Crumble, it was like one woman singing. Yeah. Um, I would love to know the actual, because again, they only really list. I should actually pull out the CD and find out which one is actually singing on there because she pops up quite often. That just her? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Like on the Micro Death song right near the end. Yes. Where I was like, this is orchestra or something because I was like, it's definitely not guitar, but I couldn't figure out what. So that makes sense. It's flute, mm. other things. Yeah. Would, yeah. That was really good. I like that. But yeah, I, yeah. Only the the end. I yeah. I like more the melodies in general. Good. And the guitar riffs than mm. than the actual lyrics because I wasn't paying attention to them. Yeah, and that's something that I even mentioned. Like, I I appreciate the lyrics for like the poetry, but not necessarily. Mm-hmm. Like I'm still kind of getting my head around the actual storyline of all of it, but. Yeah, like the my two favorite tracks, even though this entire album from start to finish is just brilliant and I love every track. Um, Formaldehyde and the Micro Death Soft Star, the two last tracks are my two favorites, mainly just because Formaldehyde feels more like a single, like an actual listen to on the radio a little bit. Like it, it's almost deviated from the overall soundscapes of the album. Whereas Micro Death Soft Star is just an accumulation of all the different sounds and movements of the album that preceded it. Okay. But you had mentioned before that it was a trilogy. Mm-hmm. So if I had listened to like the first two first, would they all kind of interconnect? That's the interesting part. Because the first album of this doesn't sound like this at all. It's a little bit more psychedelic uh a little bit more rock um whereas this one's a little bit more progressive a little bit more soundscapey and almost soundtracky and then the final one of infernal kind of blends the two styles together oh yeah for some reason i had in my head this was the the third one right yeah no this is the second one so this is kind of the middle child okay (laughs) he's still growing he's still growing that's right yeah yeah, because it took me so long to figure out, oh, that was one really long song. <laughs> <laughs> the first song. Right. Well, yeah. did you at least enjoy the time? Like, did you like the longer stretches of music and compositions? 
Yeah, no, I did. It's just something like, as I said, I had never mm. wasn't expecting it. Mm -hmm. I thought it like three, four minutes. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely easier to go off and do something else while you're listening to it. <laughs> well, that's yeah. good. That's good. Uh, and this is a question I ask most people is like, would you return to this album? Like, would you put this album back on and listen to it again? I don't know. All right. Maybe. Or some of the songs, which is usually what happens with a lot of my stuff, mm -hmm. is I'll like buy an album or buy a few songs, and then like after a month or two, I'll end up listening to like the two songs that really drew me to it. Right, rather than sitting down and listen to the entire album. It, it happens a lot with my iTunes. Is that because of it? I have it on shuffle all mm, the time. Yeah. So that's also part of it. That's fair. Yeah, I know that that's a, a very common way for people to listen to music now is through playlists and through shuffle so that they just kind of keep it interesting. Yeah, a lot of the time I'll also do my do it by genre. So I'll go into my country genre a lot mm. and do shuffle off of just that too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it depends on my mood these days. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Well, I am glad that you enjoyed it and you didn't, you know, claw your ears out or anything like that no or stop it five minutes in mm -hmm. and be like no i'll just make it up as i go i'm sure i can wing it yeah exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, luckily no uh, i have had a few people that were like that was interesting and i probably will never go back to it but um yeah yeah most people are just like oh okay that was good i probably won't return to it again but i had a good time so <laughs> that's good if nothing else like it introduces me to a different genre, which I probably would not pick up on my own. That's true. That is yeah. true. Yeah. So yeah. what do you think of Come From Away? I, I had a blast, you know, oh, and you know me, I'm a huge um, musical theater nerd. Like I'm very familiar with this type of music. Um, I did write down that it reminded me of like, and I know this is going to sound really uh, basic for any true like musical theater snob but it did feel like rent meets acadian music yeah you know like it has that kind of um 90s rock that was the pillar of uh rent uh, yeah. and being um ex uh, accessible to the overall public so it's mm -hmm. not too heavy it's not too soft it's kind of like right in the middle. Um, but I, I did thoroughly enjoy it. And the one thing that I did note was um, I love the fact that even though this is a stage production, they essentially tell you what's happening. It's like a story that's being narrated to you from the characters in that story. Yeah. And have you ever been to Newfoundland? No. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, a couple years ago, my best friend and I, we went out to Newfoundland for a summer vacation and that is how they talk. Like they yeah. will tell you a story and that is exactly like, I'm listening to it and I've like, I've heard stories like this. Yeah. yeah now, I, I had people in Halifax during my BA who are from Newfoundland. So I mm -hmm. have some idea. Yeah. yeah. And everybody. Yeah. Yeah, everybody there is like that, like extremely friendly, the greatest people you'll ever meet. Uh, and I love the accents that these individuals had. Like I've met these people. Um, they are 
just incredible. And that is how they tell you a story. Like they'll be like, oh yeah, I was down at the, um, you know, the shoppers. I was picking up something from for my wife. And uh, then we heard that there was this plane that was coming on in from the pond. And uh, <laughs> I was, it was like, I was transported there. It was really, really fun that it was like this narrative, uh, like a spoken narrative. Sorry, Beulah. How's the kids? Not exactly thrilled to be inside on such a gorgeous day. So I told them we'd only have a half day this morning, and they were quite pleased. Until I told them we'd have the other half in the afternoon. Welcome to the wildest weather that you've ever heard of. Where everyone is nicer, but it's never nice above. Welcome to the farthest place. Yeah, which is why I thought it would be easier for you to figure out what was going on as opposed to the other soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Just follow along and not necessarily have seen the play yeah because well, yeah and i've i've sat down and i've listened to soundtracks of musicals before seeing plays before and i couldn't really make heads or tails of what the story was going on like i enjoyed the music going on mm-hmm. um but i didn't really know what the story was like the biggest one for me was cats and <laughs> sweeney todd I kind of knew what was going on with Sweeney Todd, but I really couldn't distinguish the characters. I couldn't tell, you know, who was the judge, who was the lover, which one was Sweeney. Um, And so when it came to the end, I'm like, okay, so who is Sweeney? I know he's going for the judge, but who is on the stage right now? Um, So that was an issue. And then when I actually went inside, I'm like, okay, this all makes sense now. I'm actually following the storyline for how it was. Cats, even though, like, I saw the movie first. Uh, you saw the movie first? I did, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I had heard I'd heard the soundtrack as a kid, but I just couldn't really, again, I couldn't make heads or tails of it. And I was just like, okay, whatever. Like, I listened to it once, didn't really grab me. And then I saw the movie, and I'm like, this is amazing. I freaking love this. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, I love the film. Apparently, the movie just went... You know, bombed. Let me let me clarify. The movie itself is horrible, but oh. I loved it. Right? It's so bad it's good. Yes, it's not a okay. good movie. It is a bad movie, but I still loved it. Like the actual music itself is catchy and infectious, and I do genuinely enjoy the music. The movie itself does not capture the magic. It captures something completely different. But uh, <laughs> yeah. So at least within this one, as you mentioned, because it's a sung through and yeah. the characters are literally describing what they're doing. It's, yeah, I found that especially with the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the title? Welcome to the Rock. So Welcome you know to the Rock. What's happening? Yeah. Where they all, all are. Yeah. Before everything. And before the towers. I think this is that was a perfect way to open this up because a lot of people like it's like any major historical event like the assassination of JFK and this one being like the two big ones that I can remember. Uh I mean obviously I don't remember JFK but like people I, mean, with... I don't think we were alive. <laughs> no, we weren't. My dad but... was he my, my dad remembers where he was. Right? Where... And that's that's exactly it. Like we both remember where we were and what we were doing with September 11th and when we yeah, first heard about cool. it. Same. Yep, I was walking into my grade nine religion class. We were I in a portable. In my classroom. Actually, 
so before that I, I had gotten to school and some grade seven kid came up and was like talking about the the towers mm-hmm. and we we're just like what are you talking about like and then like first period and like the rest of the day was a, a wash we just talked about it all day yeah yeah for us it was um so religion would have been the second period because i went to a catholic school um and by the fourth period, which was English, there, the announcement was made on the PA. So it took quite a bit of time for everything. And by that point, we had already had lunch. So like rumors were spread, spreading all around oh, yeah. the school without any like authoritative voice coming through the PA and being like, this is what's going on. Because I remember my buddy saying it's like World War Three they've started because they went after the Pentagon and they took down the towers. And I was just like, uh, let's like it sounds horrible let's maybe not declare war just yet right except except um so i love the fact that they started it with this is what we were doing and where we were mm-hmm. before it happened yeah yeah it's very what's the ter- flashbulb memory i think it is it's yeah. like the cl- not the clinical but like the scientific term for that like you can very vividly picture where you were because you just keep thinking back to that moment yeah it's also part of the problem with eyewitness testimony Mm -hmm. it's not exact everyone has like slightly different ideas exactly yeah and yeah the whole leading questions thing um so yeah i thought it was a great way to kick everything off and i love the music of welcome to the rock like it's very grabbing right from the beginning it's Mm -hmm. it does what a lot of musical like a musical theater does which is the first track is like a hook it majorly hooks you like uh welcome uh good morning good morning baltimore from hairspray Hairspray. you know uh the overture from family of the opera and cats and you know um, opera has their song yeah that big so that's very common and i enjoyed that it really hooks you right from the beginning of welcome to the rock um what was the other like I have notes for each track but oh, there <laughs> you much more thorough than me oh that's I mean I've done this a number of times and unlike you I am very familiar with the genre that you gave me um so I have a little bit more of a a headspace for this um let's see here oh I also love all the like very Newfoundland centered humor like on the bus where they're driving and all of a sudden they screech to a halt and they're like what is it what's that in the road so there's no need to refuel anymore even us with this giant airport now there's the reason i drive slow that there in the middle of the road yeah that's That's a a moose. moose she'll move when she's good and ready That there's a moose. It'll move when she's good and ready. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's Newfoundland for you. Bit of lightheartedness. Oh, it was great. And um, I really love um, the track Screech In, which I'm Mm -hmm. guessing is the track before the intermission, because I feel like this is kind of like the centerpiece track. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, it was about halfway. Yeah. Because this was the big cathartic release after the like you've been on what was it you've been on the plane for 28 hours um you, yeah, there's definitely 
landed and been there a bit mm -hmm. and everything like that. Yeah, and I love that there's like this big chaos within like everybody kind of singing at once, not knowing what's going on, what's happening. It was again a great way of showing the chaos in a very entertaining way for us as watchers and listeners. Mm -hmm. And then there's like the darkness and not knowing what's going on, then finding out what's going on and not being able to do anything. And so, yeah, I mean, and then you have such a heartfelt solo on I Am Here where the mother is trying to leave a message for her son. God. And it just hits you yeah, so freaking hard. With that song. Yeah. So you have all this chaos, this darkness, this uncertainty, this massive transition and then you just have the celebratory that part is finally over uh within screeched in now you gotta kiss the card it's a vital part of the ceremony i can't do it all right look i'll make you a deal either you kiss this fish or else you kiss this englishman that you're not married to waiting mm -hmm. and she still doesn't know what's gonna happen and her, her she makes her friends and her friend who's also her son's also the firefighter yeah waits with her and they end up finding he doesn't he was at the towers but yeah she doesn't find out so much till much later back. yeah so that that track hits even harder yeah. upon second or third listening because i didn't i didn't realize that until the end and i was just like oh snap yeah. Oof. yeah yeah it's just that that's kind of like why they have the 10 years later and and mm -hmm. the finale in the screech out is you you're like oh good they get back everyone's fine that's that's what the the word prize is all about is like mm -hmm. they, they're back and great we're we're gonna go back we're gonna be safe landing but going back to what yeah we don't know we've been they kind of like the bubble of the lockdown mm -hmm. those first few months they're, they've been in this this bubble of all we've had is this news and and whatever we're we've been allowed to filter we've been given mm -hmm. we don't know what's been going on yeah yeah and that was what something that i didn't even realize like they had no idea until they essentially were like almost a day or two later yeah and and what's really important for people to realize is this was true this is all the people oh, yeah. i mean they're taking bits and pieces from people's stories but mm -hmm. it's the woman uh the pilot who they highlight she they talked to her in a documentary later right they did a cbc documentary at a certain point mm -hmm. if find it uh is really good but um like there there's just all of these people who who were just happened to be stuck together and like the the sh the chef who's like middle eastern and now he's gonna have a target on his back you yeah. know what i mean because he happens to be and that's already starting mm -hmm. on the plane yeah, like it, it before they even really land, it was starting. Yeah. Yeah, that was, I think that was really hard hitting for me because 
at first the main reason why he wasn't allowed to go into the kitchen to help out was because he was a guest Mm -hmm. because they didn't know and then it was oh can we even really trust this person well she let him into the kitchen when she heard he was Chef, yeah. she's like oh yeah go go yeah and that was the thing that i i particularly uh, love that they highlighted was it was never really the population of newfoundland that put a target on his back there was some of the passengers it's yeah. like we could have been on that plane yeah you know and it was just them like i understand it because it was them trying to put a face to what had happened and you mm-hmm. can't you just can't but it's still like human nature to put a face put blame on it and he just yeah. happened to resemble even though he really didn't you know yeah 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 and then there's and, the people who um didn't speak english and how are you gonna talk mm-hmm. to them and, yeah and i really particularly like the part within this play where they were able to cross that boundary through their religion and through their uh their belief system it's like we might not speak the same way but we still hold these similar beliefs and i think and, that was oh go for it um, I was just going to say that goes also to, I think it's, I haven't listened to it all the way through in a while, but um, I think it's prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, where like you have every religion, like they're all saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. In different ways, you've got the Hebrew prayer, yep. um, Christian, and I want to say it's Muslim, but I don't actually know. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're all saying basically the same thing mm-hmm. in different ways. And then you just go back into the English and it's just really sweet. Yeah. I thought that was a perfect way to really like symbolize that we might be different, but really at the end of the day, we're all the same, you know? Yeah. And I think that's why I really like screeched in because like, it's that culmination. It was that celebration that we're all in this together. It might not necessarily be over, but the, you know, we're starting to figure out where everybody's from and we're going to make everybody honorary Newfoundlanders. Which was really yeah. cute. Yeah. Playing the kissing of the fish. Oh yes, oh yes. I've I've thoroughly like remember that whole ceremony uh, when Wait, I was out there. Did you have to kiss a fish? Uh, yeah, yeah. It was it wasn't necessarily all that fun, and I don't <laughs> drink, right? So they asked me to drink the screech, and I'm like, it tastes like burning, but okay. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Nice. But yeah, overall, I thoroughly enjoyed my time. It was infectious. It was fun, um, immediately recognizable. But I thought the story itself was extremely heartwarming. And I, I would turn back to this uh, very quickly. Like if if I ever get a chance to go back to Toronto, I would see this live in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. Just be prepared to cry. Oh, 100%. Oh yeah. yeah. Like I was getting teary. eyed just listening to it. So I could only imagine what it would be like in, in the auditorium buckets, buckets. buckets. just buckets. Oh, buckets. Boy. I, I still tear up with, with the soundtrack sometimes mm-hmm. if I listen to it through. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, thank you so much for coming on. This was a great thank time. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah. Is there any, anything that you want to leave the listeners with anything that you want to promote? uh go buy books from a local <laughs> bookstore support your local bookstores for sure don't go to amazon because of many many reasons that many reasons yep yep um yeah that that's about it 
That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, thank you once again, Marin, for coming on board and sharing some time and sharing some music. And I hope everybody out there is staying safe and just keep sharing music, everybody. Thanks for inviting me. It was fun. No problem. We'll have to get you back soon. <laughs>